Welcome to another edition of We Have a Microphone, where I'm happy to report uh, after a year of no episodes, we still have the microphone. We do. Michael didn't believe that we still had the microphone. I thought we'd lost it. Yeah, but, we've been moving a little bit. So. Yeah, but it was just like, kind of like, in a, it, was kind of, it was in a box. Actually, it was in a drawer. It was in a drawer. So you put it in the drawer. I did. I, I don't like, know if I did. You, you did most of the unpacking. Okay. Yeah. Well, welcome back. Yeah. Series two, I guess. Does this count as series, series two? two. I've, there's been a year break, so um, we left yeah. on a bit of a cliffhanger. Yeah, we were looking for jobs. Looking for I jobs think back in April of 2016. Yeah, um, we found jobs. We found jobs in 2016. In 2016, and then we lost jobs in 2016. In 2016. And, then and then we found jobs in 2017. Yeah, in a different city. Yeah. So now we're in New York. And uh, we were in San Francisco. But before we get into this, I feel like I should make a cocktail. You should. Okay. And I will, as I always try to do, fill the dead space. Yeah. Like when your friend goes to the bar to get a drink and you check your iPhone. That's this part. It's the most special part of our show. Um, but yeah, no, so we're in New York now. Uh, and that's. We're like, oh, we're like. In New York, so we're like in Manhattan. I'm currently like, well, I'm trying to paint a picture, Michael, a picture with words. So we're on the 36th floor of a skyscraper. I think that counts as skyscraper. Uh, and we're looking out over the Hudson. I can see past like Newark into Jersey. Uh, also a bunch of the Chelsea and stuff. So the sun is is, is is high in the sky and moving down. And uh, yeah, we got a our, our last place was was in Dogpatch, San Francisco, a little a little closer to the ground. So now we're in the sky. This is not an interesting painting. Picture I'm painting in really Michael. Um yeah, no, so we moved to New York because we always wanted to move to New York. So uh, when life gives you uh, lemonades slash Surprise unemployment, then you make moving to New York. I think. Uh, also, yeah. So we just went out. We saw a a one woman show this afternoon because uh, we went to the matinee like old people, and uh, it was. It, I, I enjoyed it. Michael was a bit more mixed, um, uh, and we went out with. So the producer and co producer are friends of ours. And so we went out after the show with them and found out they also are a couple with a podcast. So then we were like, we should probably do one. Hence, why... And also, like, our job now is, like, it's pretty... It's still stressful. Well, we'll get to the whole story. But, like, it's the kind of stressful where I I still have the mental energy to do a podcast. um, Where, oh, Michael just brought me some delicious-looking cocktails. It is, I would say... uh, like flaming orange would be the right, like what color? flaming or like bright is a bright orange. Bright orange. Yeah, it's got like a real. It's almost like a ruby. Sorry. It's not it's a ruby. Not. This is it's like, like a, a ruby grapefruit color. I would say. I Neon orange. orange. Okay. I I think it looks like like orange drank. So, um, this what is what is, is it? called the naked and famous. Ooh. Let's cheers. I am neither um, of those things. Hmm. Um, 
It is a cocktail from the Death and Company cocktail book. <gasps> um, it is mezcal, aperol, chartreuse, uh, yellow chartreuse, and um, a little bit of lemon. And it's really easy to make because it's equal parts, all of those things. And those are the best cocktails to make. Hmm. Um, so you don't need to it's remember ratios. Yeah, um, it's really nice. It's really good. It's very fresh. Um, I love the smokiness. And I'm just going to do a plug. So Death & Company is a cocktail bar in the East Village of Manhattan. Oh. Yeah. Um, it's really, really nice. And the cocktail book they made, I'm going to say it's really good. It's, yeah. it's about half how to open a bar, which I'm less thinking of right now, and half um, really, really good cocktail recipes that don't require too much or too many weird ingredients. Mm. So like... You know, like, it's stuff you can find at a pretty standard liquor store usually. And there's a couple of infusions they do and stuff like that. But overall, they're pretty approachable cocktails. Anyway, uh, I've been making a lot more uh, stuff since we got this. And this is um, a, a very New York um, cocktail bar. And it's a New York um, episode. Series 2. Series 2. Series 2. Escape from New York. Escape from... No, like... Escape to oh, New York. Escape to New York. That's right. good. That's right. better. Right. Escape to New York. Um, I don't even know what's. Well, is did that... you know that New York is the podcast capital of the world? I did. I saw that on the on the subway. Subway. As so, well over here. So, the, so seriously, for some reason, the New York City government has like latched, like spent real, actual cash money advertising on the subways to New Yorkers who live in New York. That. New York is the uh, podcast capital. Right. They're like ads that, like, they're not free. Think about anything there. Think about, like, liposuction ads or, like, I don't know, yeah. Dove, feel better about your body um, ads. We, we are getting all the New York podcasting money right That's now. True. We, like, we, why, get, we don't get a subsidy. What? What? Like, who pitched this first? Who? Yeah, I mean, like, like if, if we were to arbitrarily decide a podcasting capital... Well, I like, would I would say it's. I mean, but I'm is, it, say is it just because there were so many more people in New York? Well, so the original, a lot of the very very early podcasts were based out of New York. But then, um, like, I so I mean, you know, full full disclosure, I don't listen to a ton of podcasts. Well, right, and then you. But then, yeah, that, that I'm like, much ends but the I don't know so. where, it, like, when you listen to a podcast, do they often say where they are? Because I'm like, I listen to you know, like Serial, or you know, I know those like British ones, like The Illusionist, obviously, and like. Yep. I know they're Which, British, well, they're, but like... Well, that's a whole bunch of, like, Oakland. That's a whole different game. That oh, but that's... Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I feel like Oakland's now the number two, just because the 99% Invisible was mm. a... Uh, Roman Mars, kind of. Yeah, they have, like, a whole universe empire. out there of... Yeah, Empire. But no, like, uh, I don't know, there's, like, a ton of... I, I mean, I remember when I lived in New York in, like, 2003, when podcasts were, like, super new. Actually, I had a podcast back then. Did you know, can you believe I had a podcast? No. Um, yeah, I did. And it was uh, called Just As Loud. And it was like a very left-leaning blog. I do er, remember this podcast. because it showed up on my iTunes for some reason. I think it was when iTunes was coming out with that thing where you upload your things to yeah. the cloud. And then... This is like right when I decided not to be a Republican. And then it was just like, oh, like Bush sucks. Um, wow. Oh wait, we have the explicit pack, uh, tag. Fuck Bush, um, and 
Yeah, I know. I can, I, we can say anything on here. We're crazy. We can say all the swears. No, but I remember, like, so I also did, like, sub-interviews with, like, I went out and, like, did. I mean, I don't know. I, I think I'd be much more wealthy now if I actually um, had continued this, to mm. be honest. But, you, you were essentially the Breitbart of, of early 2000s leftists. It's kind of true. No, podcast, but it was like, like Adam, what was that guy's name? There's like a guy who like basically invented podcasting, and I used to listen to his podcast. This is back when there was like 50 podcasts. Like a Republican thing? No. Oh. uh, Just generally, just generally. uh, Oh. Um, No, and they were all like, I don't know, it was a whole New York gang. I'm just saying. Okay, okay, okay. Anyhow, so this is where we spend ten minutes describing whether or not you're a podcast that we don't really know. Also, people sit on the subway and listen. That's like a whole thing. So let's get back to. Our story. So we left off with a cliffhanger at the end of season one, um, or series one. Season one? Oh, wait, that's British. Series is what we call, like, everything. Right. Um, so season one, we left off. We were looking for jobs, and shit was getting serious. Um, we, di- we didn't know what we were going to do. Um, we were looking for jobs. We were talking about how hard the job market was in San Francisco. Um, well, let's just find it. I mean, it's not like... Wait, no, like tech... no, I was, I was talking up the story, dude. Oh, you're talking up a story. Yeah. Well, we're tech douchebags, so it's like, there's jobs. Right. It it's was, like, it was, but that doesn't sound just dramatic. Right okay. okay, so... Yeah, dot, you don't want to be like the tech person who's like, oh, my life is so no. hard. Well, my life... They well, barely had a hard. soda machine at the office. Well, they didn't. They just had a shit ton of LaCroix. That is true. Uh, so, we found a job. Yeah. Uh, it, 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 it was in Soma, in San Francisco, so... Um, <coughs> near Twitter and Square and all that. Um, mm-hmm. It was nine person startup. We yep. were in the back of an office owned by yep. another company. And we're not going to use any names. It was stealth, and we're going to keep it that way. Yep. Uh, it will but never not be. You st- know who you are. <laughs> It'll never not be stealth. So we're just going to talk about it. That's true. But it was basically a crazy, interesting idea that we both really liked. Yep. I kind of got pulled in, and then eventually we pulled in Michael yep. to the whole craziness. And, and it was intense. Like it was nine people. Um, we were. I was the only web person. Yeah. Um, which is how like small and tight knit the team was. It was crazy. Um, and it was a an intense six to eight months. I'm trying I think to think. It was nine. And nine months. We just worked our butts off. We really that did. Was really like. Oh. Um, and that's why we kind of fell off with this. And yeah, then, we just like stopped this because we just like started yeah. just like working and then uh yeah we uh it ended up kind of imploding or just before thanksgiving well i mean you like it did it did yes it certainly imploded uh with everybody um but the first stage was we got fired Mm -hmm. which i've never been fired in my whole life like ever like uh you know i think michael and i are both high strung overachievers like we don't like if if I'm ever in a position where I'm not succeeding or I could see in the future getting fired or whatever I just like wouldn't even I'd be like long gone or changing myself or something. Uh, but I mean, it was, quote unquote layoffs. It wasn't like performance based, right? But they right. like of was, the nine people they laid off three of us and then yeah. the other three and then the two founders then got into more of a fight and then and they had money left, which is what was weird. Yeah. And yeah, so it was very scarring because like we basically are. I, you were there for like I guess seven months. I was nine months, and like working my butt off, and then it all just kind of like disappeared into the ether. Yeah. Just like here's this thing that you you believe it and you're working on, and then just like the next second, it's just like 
just not there. Yeah. And it was uh, certainly a bizarre experience. So yeah, I uh, think that day. So mm-hmm. it's it's very it, you know it's still very clear and I it's think very surreal too. That that day that day that day we were like okay, let's move to New York. Well, right, and we let's, had no idea it was coming. Right, like we, it wasn't even no hints, no nothing. It was just right. like bye. It was and we got we were, a text as I believe like eight or nine p.m. on a Sunday, Monday morning, eight a.m. for me it was a coffee, and it was that's it. Um, and later on that day, we'd even I don't know if we mentioned this in last year's podcast, but in the cliffhanger, but we you know we were we were seeing about options in other cities. Mm. And we mm. thought, no, let's take a, you know, let's go with this company in San Francisco. Let's yeah, yeah. take a risk, almost. not a risk, but like, yeah, we we're gonna stay. stay here a little longer. And you know, we had a lot of good friends and and stuff there. And uh, yeah, we were like, okay, let's move to New York. Yeah, like pretty that much. And so you're like, right after, like, let's do yeah, it. That's it. That's what we're doing. So we immediately looked for jobs in New York. It was kind of crazy because it was the week before Thanksgiving, I think. And we were yeah, which is not. I think like if you're gonna like employed your company don't do it right before the holidays like are you kidding me it's the worst Um, time so we were doing phone screen or i was doing phone screens outside hampton's parents house in jacksonville like the day before thanksgiving literally the wednesday i was doing phone screens trying to get good signal in jacksonville florida in a a neighborhood that's one of these like old (laughs) historic neighborhoods so they don't want cell towers there so it's like impossible to get signal um and yeah and then in december we came for interviews in new york um did a week here um and we both got jobs at rent the runway Mm -hmm. which is uh a great kind of it's not a stealth company so not a stealth company definitely not um so a company that does um essentially allows people to um, you know, rent um, or like pay a subscription for clothes um, without having to, you know, you don't need to buy them, you don't need to have them, you know, like physically there. And um, yeah, which if you want to check out our unlimited program, go to rentherunway.com slash we have a microphone. I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh my not, gosh. They we do, do sponsor podcasts, we, but yeah, and we do have the power to create that kind of URL for <laughs> promo. And we could do it for no money. So, anyhow. Exactly. Anyways, yeah. So we started in January. Yeah. We we packed up everything. We um, yeah. It is, we were, it is now July. It so is now July. Been... So we've been here about six months. Um, I definitely feel like an East Coaster. Um, I I'm feeling pretty pretty happy about the move so far. I mean, I'm sure it's the honeymoon period. Like, I've only been through one pretty mild winter and one pretty mild summer. I don't know if this summer's yeah. been mild or like. I don't mind the winters. The summers get me. I the found the summer. I, the summer's been fine so far. I yeah, found it I like I don't like sweating. No, but you don't sweat. The, okay, the thing I'm more annoyed about in summer is the tundra that is our office, and just the air conditioning everywhere. That it's, it's too just, cold. It's too cold. Or that it has like slight grass over rocks. No, 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 no. no. It doesn't have like specifically. It can be warm. It could in a tundra. It, it could be a warm tundra. That you're referring to. But, Wait, can there be warm tundra? Well, it's not warm, but like it can get to like seventy-eight. Sure, and in the office, I'm sure it gets to seventy-eight Fahrenheit. Um, No, no, no. no. I'm saying like it is freezing. It is Arctic. So cold. 
Arctic winds. Arctic winds. I, I think I say under a vent or something. By the then... way, for anybody who missed this program, it's the kind of show where uh, I will correct the difference between... A tundra and a... An Arctic an winds. Arctic? Well, I wasn't saying Arctic. Well, Arctic's a region. Tundra's right. a type of, of It's a type of geographical and geographic feature. I don't think yeah. it's foliage. I think it's just a geological slash geographic feature. Well, what's the, what's the geology, though, that you're... I mean, I would say a tundra. I would say a tundra is flat, definitely windy, um, like not that much because there's no trees. Right, not that much growth. I don't it's know. Like if grasses. The lack of growth means there is like no wind that you would feel, or mm. if it's like a shitty savanna. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, it's like a shitty. But then, if it was warm, I would call it a savanna. Yeah, but it's got like rocks and stuff. Anyhow. Anyway. That's what you tune into this program yeah, for. I, I don't. I'm not a geography major. Anyway, so the, the office is really, really cool. Geology? I'd say tundra comes under geography, not geology. Uh, I'd say geology is like... <laughs> anyway. Um, no, it's, we it's, are so it's, it's, it's really cold in the office. I, I, see, I see people wearing shorts in yes. the office. Yes. And like women in dresses. And I'm like, are you not so cold? Like I can't even wear. I'm I'm debating whether I can wear ankle socks even to the office anymore. Yeah. I need right. to like relocate to offices that are. Oh, sorry, the meeting rooms that are south facing, so I get really really hot, and then I move to my desk again, and then I do this all the time. Oh. Anyway, my boss is buying us snuggies, so I'm pretty happy about that. Yeah. Anyway, so that's why I haven't found the summer to be that bad in New York because I am spent all day in an lucky office. enough to. Spend all day in an office. Well, that's like summers in Florida when I was growing up. Like, right. you're inside all the time, so it's whatever temperature that you destroy the planet to make it. Yeah. But I do love the fact that we can go to rooftop bars, we can eat outside, we can drink outside in New York, and we can't do that in San Francisco. I'm just saying the, like, hotness, like, generally, is something I dig. For now. I'm saying it's still the honeymoon period, and... When we come back for season three, I will probably be sick of the New York weather. But also for me, like being a British person, would that be escape from New York then? That that would be escape from New York. Um, as a British person, I love complaining about weather. Right. That's like my pastime, and in San Francisco, it's your Olympics. Right. Exactly. And like it's you know like as Wait, someone, but I complain about it, and you're like it's lovely. But, but I talk about it, and so like like it just, gives you something just, to talk. It's, about. it's small talk. It's the best small talk. Like, I don't do sports, so I can't, like... I don't know what teams we have here or what season we're in. You know that. Well, sorry, I know the teams. I don't know which sports seasons we're in right now. It's, like, July, so that's... Right. I think baseball is right now. I don't think football is right now. And I don't think basketball is right now. I don't know. So I think it's only baseball. And I I, I have no fucking clue when hockey is. Um, I'm assuming the winter. And I know we have tennis coming up. I think there was a tennis so thing. You recently. know about tennis. I know nothing about tennis. And I find it weird that Hampton knows nothing about tennis. Because... I'm posh. Yeah, you're posh. And it's like, there are four countries who have, like, the tennis things. It's Australia, France, UK, and US. And, like, everyone loves tennis. Maybe. At least when I was growing up, tennis was all over the TV during the summer. It was like Wimbledon would interrupt all my kids' shows, and I'd be so pissed. Um, that doesn't happen here. Yeah, I guess not. I guess you have sports-specific channels, but yeah, and like nobody would interrupt a kids' program. But kids don't like tennis, right? 
So why would why would they think the audience of children watching the exactly. children's show would want to watch tennis? Eight year old Michael is totally on board with you right now. Mm-hmm. Actually, uh, twenty nine year old Michael is also on board with you right now. But um, short short term, twenty nine year old Michael. It's coming up. It's coming up. I'm a little bit worried. It's coming up. It's, it's coming up. up. It's coming up. It's day. What does he say? It's dare. It's dare. So uh, we're talking it's a about gorilla song. gorilla song um, from like a decade ago. From a long time ago. Um, I haven't listened to the new Gorillas album. Apparently, they have one. It's on my uh, list. Mm. Um, but yeah, it was uh, Sean Ryder of Happy Mondays says supposedly this is the apocryphal story. Um, the song is called Dare, and he was supposed to say it's there. It's coming up, it's coming up, it's coming up, it's there. And because of his very thick accent and or something, he would always say in the recording, it's coming up, it's coming up, it's there. And they named the song Dare. Yeah. It's a great story. It's a great little anecdote that you can entertain people with at your next party and or gathering. And the Happy Mondays, was he the dancing one? He was not the dancing one, that was Bez. So Bez was the dancing one. Uh, this is the Madchester scene in the early 90s, for those who are not familiar like with... Madchester. Madchester, yes, sorry, not yeah. Manchester. It was from that region, it was from Manchester. This is one of those areas that I keep learning from Michael about. It's very... It's one of the one of the few areas I can teach Hampton something, About apparently. Madchester. About Madchester. When you were Chester. like three years old. I was, I was, yeah, I was very young. I was not involved, but... You were not doing ecstasy I was, in the parking <laughs> lot of a... Of a Safeway in Manchester. No, not as much as I do now. Sorry, so. Tesco, not Safeway. Is Safeway? We do have Safeway. We do have Safeway. And it's got we the same it. logo, but it's a different company. It's the S I don't thing. know if it's the same logo. Oh, we don't have Safeway here in New York. It's oh, in California. Is it a California brand? Yeah. Is and, it a West Coast brand? And the same logo, because they were related. There's the British. So I remember only, I looked this up. Is it only West Coast? Uh-huh. And oh. England. So this is like a very big... I, I, do you have Publix this far north? I don't know. What, no, what's no, the New no. York equivalent of, like, the grocery store? Christides. Wait, is that in... Is that in... That's in just New York? Or is that, like... That's only New York, Northeast? Christides. Okay. What's, like, the Northeast version, then? What do you not... You don't I, go I don't, I don't know. Okay. Piggly People. Wiggly is, like, the, mid, the Pig, northern Piggly, south. Piggly, yeah. But that's, like, the north part of the south. Oh, I thought that was Midwest. Oh, you might go there. So, but it, I know it goes like Virginia can have some Piggly Wigglies. Okay. All the way down to like the Carolinas, but Georgia doesn't have as many. And then it, I think it goes. Okay. It goes west from there. Okay, so tweet at us if you're from the Northeast, which I think some of our new listeners might be. Yeah. Hey, Maddie and Spanny and Cassie and Dave. People who've been interested. Um, yeah. So like tweet at us the like at Wham Show. Um, mm-hmm. What the northeast grocery is, or but um, I think it's going to be different by state too because things are more localized here, right? Midwest uh, tends to like the expansive areas after corporatization, and, and, and I guess the South with Publix is like also very expensive because well, Publix, Publix is only like Georgia South. It's like really? Alabama, Georgia, Florida. Really? Yeah, most people listening won't know what Publix. Oh is. my gosh, Publix is amazing. I really like Publix, y'all. Really? Yeah. Publix is... I, I really like Publix. P-U-B-L-I-X. Yeah. Gorgeous logo. Very good branding, I feel, in the South. 
Um, and yeah, maybe it's because, so when I, I lived in Florida for a summer with Hampton in Jacksonville, yeah, we, we lived across from a Publix and they were the nicest people, like, I love them. Safeway, I'm at if there's a map of, of like, overlapping. Safeway in, in, in San Francisco is always a little bit sketchy. Like, you had Whole Foods and Safeway, and Safeway was the slightly sketchier version. Oh, okay, so Hampton's looking up a map. It looks like a lot of Walmart, though. I don't know what this map is. Is it, like, most popular or biggest? Yeah, this is most popular... Uh, so it's like Kroger. Hey, because we don't edit here, that's what you get. Uh, we spent the last ten minutes talking about a map that described all the different grocery stores. It was amazing. It was amazing, and then we realized that the recording stopped. So you don't get to hear all that amazing. Nope, stuff. that content is gone forever. <laughs> Uh, mostly, basic, let's see, highlights. Basic. We we could not tell what most of the logos were because they're weirdly cut right. off and it's like a, uh, a graphic yep. from Thrillist. Uh, Hampton got mixed up between Food Lion and Lion King. Yeah, called it Lion King. Uh, then, no, it's about yeah, it. we were trying to name states. I made a great joke about Ohio yeah, that you're yeah. not going to hear. Yeah. Um, and then we were trying to figure out what Hero Hall means. Um, yeah. That we think was the New York one. Hethero O'Hale. Maybe that's it. Anyhow. Um, yeah. So, where <laughs> Gristini's is the Manhattan most popular by far, I think. I mean, we we now live above a fairway. Yeah, so fairway is pretty good. Um, so, okay. So, in San Francisco, we lived in the neighborhood that was a food we, desert. Yeah, I mean, it, does it count as a food desert? I don't think so, but... Well, okay, so it is, uh, like, a... It was previously an underserved neighborhood. Mm-hmm. And then a bunch of rich white people like us moved in. Like, starting a decade and a half ago, but yeah. And then, I mean, a bunch of fancy restaurants were in our neighborhood. But grocery stores? None. Uh, it was like a 15-minute bus ride away to get to a grocery store. Uh, so being rich white people we just use Instacart and food got delivered but now in order to compensate for the fact that we were in kind of like a side neighborhood uh, we uh, now live on top of a grocery store Uh, I already pointed out 36 floors up which blows my skull just saying it every day they take a shower I think about how the water coming out every little atom has been like propelled all the way up the building I think to the roof to get heated then comes back down to spray me in my face it's pretty weird do you think about that also when we're in our bedroom there are 35 and I'm going to say some people are gone so let's go with 18 uh, people directly underneath you every night as you sleep what is that that that's it's pretty weird and it's an anecdote that a lot of people can relate to Mm. So, I'm a man of the people who talks about things that normal people right. deal with. This is like the other day when I was trying to describe the Michelin star system to, uh, to just like random people. And I was I, describing the that, drama with Per Se. That is the... I mean, amazing. I love talking about Michelin stars. Yeah. Um, I don't think we... 
been to a Michelin-style restaurant since we got here. I feel like that's something we talked about a lot on our mm. previous series. So, so um, if you listen to series one, you are very not. familiar with how uh, privileged we are. Ha- yeah, yeah. But and, and, and how much we know about Michelin stars and how much we love Michelin stars. And I mean, you did just do a whole pitch of Death and Company's cocktail book. I did. Which is pretty... Actually, so speaking of, speaking of Michelin stars, uh, we did go to Bennu in San Francisco, which yeah, was, I think, that, yeah. one of my favorite restaurants now. Oh, yeah, like ever um, it, it it was like um, I, I feel like wait do we even talk about French Laundry I think we've been to so we've been to French Laundry and Benny since did. we've um, so a lot of so, so French Laundry is more famous I think in California yeah but French Laundry is basically I think the of American restaurants that are super schmancy it is the grandpapa let me go with that um, yeah, of them, like it is considered uh, Steve Keller, Thomas Keller. Thomas Keller, close, not Stephen Keller, close. I love uh, Stephen Keller though. His brother, Stephen. His bro- no, it's his brother. He he does. He just oh, like hangs up. out a little You're bit. The worst. Um, Anyhow, so it's this like restaurant in uh, Sonoma, near Sonoma, near Sonoma, and near Napa, near Napa. Oh man. It's, it's in, in wine country. It's in Yonville. It's no, it's north of San Francisco, and it's basically super fancy, and it always gets like every award for everything. And um, so we went. We were like, I th- I, no, we didn't know we were leaving, but we like we decided to go and uh, brought some friends. And yeah, we were disappointed, which is the douchiest thing to say. But oh, okay. Let me explain. I'm gonna give the background here. So French Laundry. It is a Famously, a very uh, conservative or strict interpretation of French food with kind of an American lens. Um, and that's why they got famous in the 90s, back when I think French food was first uh, having a resurgence in the US. And they were like on it. Uh, I think in 2016, when we went, uh, it was still. Basically, just just traditional French food and kind of a slight American lens. And uh, when you're paying top dollar, uh, I expect a little more creativity. I think we both did. Like, okay, so if you want the most perfect lamb, like small little lamb round or pork round or anything, any little perfectly cooked teeny bit of steak just the best like it is so competent it's competence is is to brilliance uh that is what you get there uh but there's like no creativity at all um it is very like you get a small carrot that tastes like a fantastic carrot um but that is it is a carrot and it will continue to just be a carrot where I feel like a lot of the other restaurants we really enjoy are where there's, like, a lot of surprise and, like, uh, flavors together you wouldn't expect. And, like, a lot of... Um, it had none of that. I mean, it was, like... I mean, there was... The desserts, I think, had some of it. But, like... Right. Um, when you're just, like... We were, had it so built up that this was going to be amazing. The service was perfect. Fantastic. Uh, but, like... Yeah, it was just, like... You kind of walk away and you're, like... I mean, that was... That pork was 
cooked. Perfect. That is the end of the sentence. Mm. Um, where Binu, which Michael's bringing up, is not as famous. But, I mean, it was just, like, I don't know, so many flavors and, like, strange things and little sauces and just, like, this whole experience. And you're like, that's what I paid the money for. I don't, like, I don't know. It's just hard to, to feel excited about. Just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, I think a local restaurant could do what French Laundry Oh, did. yeah. Like, without, like, like, or even a really fantastic home cook, I think, could pull it off with... We have now have good sous vide machines at home. Right, right. We have like blow torches, all those like techniques that. And like at that if point, you're the best yeah, home cook, it's like the service or something, right? And like, yeah, French laundry is great, but yeah, yeah I mean, it wasn't surprising or exciting. But they didn't innovate it. Yeah. yeah, they kind of like stuck with yeah. their. Yeah, and like I think the thing that maybe living in on the west coast like threw us off was, I come to expect a, um, uh, an Asian influence or See, something. A little bit. Just even just a little bit. Amount. I mean, Bennu was definitely more on the Asian influence. Even Saison um, in San Francisco had more of an Asian influence. Mm. And French like Laundry was just every like, restaurant I've been to. And I feel like yeah, <laughs> I feel like even in Paris, when we go to yes! restaurants, there is an Asian influence in yes. some way. And this was just like no, it is butter and yeah. pork. There and, was no ingredient on any plate that was not traditional french yeah, yeah. like i mean like car- i mean like literally everything was a yeah. carrot potato or a protein right. and there was like not a sesame seed was found <laughs> like there was no miso no, no, no misos no matcha anything right like just not like and it's not even sorry no peppers of any sort right Anywhere in any meal, even like a non-spicy one. Like yeah. I don't need a spicy and meal. And it, it like... really did feel like you came out of like the mid '90s into a restaurant, which was great. I mean, like it was. It, I'm so glad we went, and I'm. It was, but I would have killed for a kimchi. <laughs> for real. No, I mean, like it was a great experience. Excuse me, waiter. Like... Can you bring me a kimchi? Yeah. Anyway, so that so that I'll is that, that was a whole little bit about French laundry. <laughs> We're we're middle we people. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, and now we're in New York, where <laughs> there is also a lot of food. There's a lot of yeah. that, um, We moved to Great Mercy Tavern. Does that have I really like Great Mercy. Did that have anything? Um, it was good. It was good. Um, this was in. It, it's kind of between Union Square and uh, Madison Square Park. Um, it's by like one of the famous restaurateurs in New York, um, but it's that's the only new. fancy place we've been. Yeah. But we'll we'll do more anyway. Yeah, we'll do more. Um, and we're gonna also, we're gonna be bringing on a lot of coworkers at this season. exactly. We're gonna have this, a, this season. We're gonna have a lot of guest stars. Um, I feel like that's what you need to do in the second season. Yep. You need to amp up the camaraderie. Yep. The um, and we've been busy making friends. With coworkers, so many friends. We have all the friends for six months. We have like for six months. We're doing pretty good. We're pretty good. We are. Um, um, yeah. So that's what you're going to be looking forward to. Yeah. And we're not going to edit this, except this time I will break the rule. I will combine the two he, audio yeah, files. He has to combine the the two files when we chat it for ten minutes about a map of uh, grocery stores, which was our best content. 
It was our best. It was the best song in the world. Um, but yeah, this is just hurts. a tribute. That's good. That was Tenacious D reference. I, I do. I love That's them. that. Americans love them. They do, right? They're so ten, ten, tenacity. Ten, ten, they have so much tenacity. The Americans. They are so much tenacity. So much nice. I don't think that's a word. All right. Well, uh, it's goodbye for me. That's goodbye for me. See y'all later.